the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Last week, we ended our time together here on Truth For Today, looking at the foundation of Christianity. We'll continue that look next here on Truth For Today. Join us. As with any building, structure, philosophy, the foundation is crucial to understanding the whole. And that's what we're doing as we continue with our series, Why Church? Here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the program. We're looking at the foundation of Christianity as penned by the Apostle Paul. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, looking at the first 10 verses. It's there that we find the answer to the foundation of Christianity, which helps us understand the answer to our series title, Why Church? Here's Pastor Phil with more on today's broadcast of Truth For Today. I want to get my boy circumcised so I could be right before God. This was the Jewish problem. I'm going to go on a kosher diet because just faith in Christ isn't enough. Paul said that's anathema. It's anathema. You don't bargain with God about your sins, about your works. You're, you have no bargaining chip. You simply have Christ. Christ alone or nothing. Christ alone. Faith alone in Jesus alone equals everything. Faith alone in my good works? No. Well, I grew up in this church. Well, you might have become inoculated to the real thing. God wants you to be infected. He doesn't want you to be inoculated. He wants you to get the real disease. Now, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. We need a little bit more information. What is this gospel? You bet you should know this. This is like knowing the combination to the safe of heaven. You ought to learn it. Listen to what he says. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preach to you. Boy, you mean you preach Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all in one setting? No. He's going to get to a specific message. Gospel. Okay? Taking my time, I want you to get this. Gospel is made of two words. It's epsilon, upsilon, you. Is the way they say it. And you is simply the Greek word for good. Good. Angelon is the word for message message. It was used of angels because they were considered good messengers. So what it is, gospel is good message. The good message sent from God that he wants every human being to hear before they die because unless they believe that gospel, they will not go to heaven. Do you think the devil wants you to share the gospel with your family? Why? He wants to rob them from you. 
He wants to damn them. Could you really love their soul and not tell them how to be saved? As a look at the text, that eases up the guilt. Can they be saved without hearing the gospel? Turn to Romans 10 right now. Get there right now. I could see it in your faces. Look at Romans 10. Verse 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? Can people call on a God they've never heard about? Nope. And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? What am I supposed to believe? There's so much religion. It's It's a scam racket. All they want your money. Who's telling the truth? Who are you going to believe for your eternal destiny? Don't believe a preacher. Believe God. No preacher could save you. No preacher. That's why sometimes they, why preach? Because God said, the, the messenger doesn't save, the message does. And we keep thinking, we're the attraction. No, no, no. As that one preacher said, if Jesus was born in Jerusalem on a donkey, he's still doing it today. They're called preachers. He wants us to bear the message of the Messiah, though we be as weak and as humble as a mere animal bearing Jesus. Listen, how shall they hear without someone preaching to them? It's interesting, this is said to be a day of non-preaching. Everybody's hooked on video, texting, and technology, and they don't want to hear preaching. How do you say they get saved? They've got to hear somebody preach. Somebody's got to pro- proclaim it. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, back to chapter 15, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15. You don't mind having a Bible study, do you? Thank you. appreciate those who said that. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are... I didn't hear all of you. By this gospel you are literally being saved. Do you think we should know it? Is church about gospel? Kind of think about that. I've been in a lot of churches that weren't about the gospel. They're about tradition. They're about getting their own way. They're about church meetings. They're talking about fussing over budgets, officers, fussing about something. Because the main thing quit being the main thing. And we're not immune from it. Is Christ, is the gospel, is the word of God being preached the main thing or getting my way? Do you deserve to get your way in God's church? Absolutely not. When did any of us start the church? Whose idea was it to save? The membership or God? I hear people, they'll quit church and I I get these kind of excuse. Well, I've been hurt by people at the church. I said, well, did anybody on your job ever hurt you? 
Well, you don't know who I work for. Well, I, I know. Uh, let's see. Did you ever get hurt in marriage? So, well, I never used to l- listen to a lot of blues, but I do now. Why, you must be married. Man, my kids are giving me fits. I'm going to give them away. Well, you still get a tax credit, but if you've lost that, you might think about it. (laughs) You see, all the lame excuses, and I hear, well, this, this. And I say, wait, wait, what do you think of Christ? Getting saved, men have nothing to do with you being saved. There's nobody in this building there the night I got saved. Nobody of you were around. There's no one here. Only my sister Hazel and brother Paul, and they're with the Lord. I didn't know any of you. I'm not serving you. Why should I let you make me get mad at Jesus? Do you have churchianity where you all sensitive about what goes on in the church and oh I don't like those people. I love Jesus. I just can't stand his people. It's so touchy. You remember that in Philippians two four? They had two sisters, soon odious and touchy. Two women giving fits in the church. I hear them all. I'm I'm coming but I have my feelings. I'm coming but I I so, so I guess the church saved you. Anybody here know Christ? Anybody saying, uh, we used to sing a song, I started out with Jesus and I'm going through. I started with the Lord's chosen few and I'm going through. I'm going through. See, even the song we sing, He Will Let Nothing... No, no, no. My dad learned that in a black church in El Dorado, Kansas. They said, I will let nothing separate me. Well, I wanted to be sure we'd be kept, so we switched it to he will. Because we didn't know when you were going to backslide. He will keep me. He will let nothing separate me. But I'm so hot and cold, in and out, unfaithful, disloyal, And all of a sudden, I say, your salvation isn't anchored in the good news, is it? It's anchored in the faults of other people. Oh, you found a preacher that's a crook, so all preachers are a crook. Well, none of us preachers can get you to heaven. Go ahead. Leave this church now. Say, man, you said he can't get me. I'd, I'd find me a preacher that could. Well, go ahead. It's only a message that can get you to heaven. The gospel. I don't equal the gospel. I want to preach it, but I am not responsible for getting you to heaven. Well, let's keep going. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. How many of you have known that since you were five years old? I put my kids to private schools. They went to Bethel, went to El Sobrani Christian, went to Berean, John Sweat. They, they have known, I mean, before they could eat at night, they had to quote that to me. Some nights, 
They didn't get to eat because they didn't know. Wasn't that bad? But Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Ask me, when did you learn that? Oh, I was, I was maybe four. And when I was stealing, fighting, and acting like a hoodlum, I still knew it and I still believed it. I believed it was true. But believing this is true won't save you. Ooh, that's scary. Because I've heard so many uh, Christian school kids, Jesus died, buried, rose again. I know that. Don't, don't call me unsaved. I just quoted the formula. That quoting the formula won't get you to heaven. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. It's just rote memory. You don't like that because you paid a lot of tuition to put them through school. But it's true. The Spirit has to do a work in your heart because according to 2 Corinthians 4, the God of this age blinds our mind to comprehend the glory of Christ in the gospel. We see a mutilated body, but if all you see is a mutilated body and wounded hands, you have not yet seen the portrayal of the gospel that says the glory of God is revealed in the face of Jesus. And the devil doesn't want you to see he's a glorious, victorious, risen Christ. He he won't save you by feeling sorry for Jesus. Feeling sorry for Jesus won't save you. He's a wonderful Savior. Many Latino nations at this time have rehearsed the crucifixion. They've drug men through the streets. they put them on the crosses. And even the Mel Gibson film. Let's see how gory. The goriness of the cross will not save you. You must come to see the glory of the one behind the blood. The person of Christ saves, not church. Christ saves. Christ saves. Christ you can throw me out of this church but you cannot throw me out of Christ I'm in Christ he's my refuge he's my salvation not you not you him I serve Christ do you if you're not serving Christ you need to get saved and get the real thing Forget the hypocrites. Forget all the mess-ups that go on in church. It's no wonder any Roman Catholic goes back to the church after all the pedophiles and all the scandal they've lived through. But you know what? What you can outlive a scandal with is the truth. We had some of our days of such uh, horrible conduct and we found out And our leaders and our youth leaders, they stood together to build a bulwark, to build a fortress. You can be safe here while we tell you the gospel. You can be safe. I receive that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. You see, here's the gospel. Christ died. But so has a lot of other people. But here's the qualifier. He died for my perfect character. He died for what? He died in place of me for the crimes I committed. He bore the penalty of God. This is called penal 
substitutionary death. He bore the penalty of God due my sins. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. I will judge. I will not look with impartiality on sin. Somebody's got to pay. I've told it before, but it's a moving story that years ago, when my brother Paul was raising his middle son, Marty, bad student, goof off, and didn't like school. He just wanted to hunt, fish, kill ducks, and uh, live out in the wilderness if he could. But he's still in school. Paul, we grew up with a dad. We were disciplinarians. We were spanked. Uh, We were not counseled. We were told once. Then there was law enforcement. It was my dad's right hand. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody pre-Noahic? Okay. Uh, We didn't go to counselors. Uh, We went to the bedroom. And boy, there's a lot more than loving going on in the bedroom. Let me tell you, honey. He set your feet and your little seat on fire. And it seemed to communicate. Not abuse. I was never abused. Every time you talk about spank, you say, oh, he's into child abuse. I beg your pardon. I'm into the book of Proverbs. That kind of spanking. Okay? That kind of spanking. Not abuse. But he couldn't get that boy to do any good, and he always would spank him. Now, by the time he's in high school, he's nearly as tall as dad, if not taller. And he brought home a terrible report card. And so let's go to the bedroom, Marty. Gets in there. Marty knows. Marty's at the age now. Dad, are you through? None of that. He's a big boy. He's about 6'1". My brother took the belt. He said, Marty, I've spanked you enough. Your daddy wants you to do good in school. I want you to graduate. I'll make a deal with you. For every bad report card from now on, you spank me like I spanked you. Because I can't stand to spank you anymore. And he handed the boy the belt. And he said, you hit me as many times as I hit you. It's got to be fair. I just don't want, I'm tired. I don't want to inflicted any more pain, but somebody's got to pay for bad grades. The boy wept, and he started making B's and A's, and he graduated. He couldn't stand his dad to bear the punishment. What God said to you and I, somebody's got to pay, and since you can't pay, if I sent you to hell a thousand times, you know what happens in hell? The debt never gets paid. That's why it could go for eternity. But what Christ did in six hours on the cross paid for your sins. And God wants to offer you a pardon. And God wants to tell you, I took the whipping. I took the pain. I took the shame that I might get you to heaven. Because I love you. I love you. I want you to go to heaven. This is our gospel. That's the essence of it. And then he goes on. And he says, our gospel changes lives. Uh, Peter, who was a coward, is now a transformed, courageous man because something happened to him. He could not shake Christ once he met him. 
and Christ sent the Spirit to help him. He appeared to James. He appeared to the twelve. He appeared to twelve. Over 40 days, he was showing up at different events. 40 days, 40 days, showing himself by irrefutable proofs that I'm alive. Examine me. Then finally, Paul said, as to an aborted apostle, he uses the word in verse 8, I believe it is, at last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. That is aborted or miscarried. It's, it's a, a very derogatory term and estimate of himself. I, I'm the least. I, I'm like the child that uh, is in its afterbirth. We don't know if it's even going to make it. And then he goes on. For I'm the least of the apostles. It's amazing when you meet Jesus how you'll lower your estimation of yourself while you revel in him. I don't even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He consented to the killing of Stephen. It says in Acts 9, he was going to arrest other Christians, take them to Jerusalem, and see that they get killed. He hated Christians. He hated any idea of it. He was a zealot Pharisee of the Jewish party. He was insane in his hatred towards Christians. And Jesus cannot be the Christ. But this gospel that was revealed to him, God saved him on a mission to kill turned him around. All I'll say is, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God, and to make up for my lack of greatness, I'll work harder than any of you. Carlyle once said that genius is work. Isn't that amazing? What a statement. I, when I first read that, I thought, come on, you didn't finish the sentence. He did. Genius is work. Straight-A student who is lazy is not a genius. Being able to get straight A's doesn't mean you're anything but a proud brat. Let's see what you do with what you know. Paul said, I am brilliantly trained in the Harvard of my day. I have been privately tutored by Gamaliel. I sat at his feet all my youth. I probably speak five languages. I went into Arabia where Christ taught me face to face for three and a half years. So that by the time I went to Jerusalem, there was not one apostle that could add to my knowledge. I already knew it all. And I wasn't there. I'm here to tell you today, Christianity has survived the lion's den, the Colosseum. It has survived it, all emperors. It has defied all opposition. It has outlasted communism. It will outlast the Muslim world. It will outlast all rivals. For we will reign with Christ someday on this earth. We will reign. We will reign. We will reign. Let's worship. We're going to sing praises to God. But I just ask you this in closing. Is he good enough for you? What keeps you from accepting this gospel? We're not asking you to make a pledge. We're not asking you to promise you'll be perfect. Can you accept the perfect one? 
Can you believe that his work was enough that the Father said, I can let you go to heaven on this. The ticket's been paid, and it was paid at Calvary. Let's rejoice that heaven's doors have been thrown wide open to the chiefest of sinners if we'll only believe his word and believe the gospel. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue Suite 278 Hercules, California The zip code is 94547 and that website once again truthfortodayradio.org It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.